0: Have you ever thought to yourself, hmm, am I missing something? Or is there something missing in all of these self-development practices?
1: Well, us too. I'm Chloe, a yoga student and teacher.
0: And I'm Natalie, a spiritual channel and life coach. We're two cousins raised in very different parts of the country with very different life experiences. But we found ourselves in a conversation where we discovered how similar our self-development paths are, despite our different perspectives and approaches.
1: So we welcome you to this space and our conversations all about our personal growth paths, practices, and perspectives. So let's get into it. So for the month of July, we gave ourselves this challenge that we've we've mentioned, 30 day challenge for the month of July, uh, all about like self-care and self-love, which if you've spent any time with us at this point, we've talked a lot about. But I think for both of us, what really came out this month is how challenging Getting there can actually be. I mean, we talk. We've talked a lot about self-care, self-love, self-awareness. They, you know, like like they're very tangible, graspable concepts. But the journey, the process of getting to those places, is maybe not so tangible. And if you listen to Natalie's last mini so, that's you know exactly what she talked about is really kind of the struggle of actually getting to that point, getting to the point of self awareness, getting to a point of self care and self love and it's kind of one of those conversation points you know in this whole topic that's overlooked and so every time before before we record our podcast, we always start by centering and grounding and um we start with like a meditation and for me today you know it's really that image of walking through a forest walking on a trail and the trail leads somewhere the trail leads to a destination but you have to walk the trail to be able to get there and so i think that's kind of where we're at today kind of what we want to talk about a little bit more is that that process of having to take one step forward even when it's challenging when it's straight uphill when you have 50 pounds on your back you know whatever the circumstances around it are yeah just that that challenge of moving toward that idea of self-care self-love self-awareness
0: yeah and you know that's one thing that as you talk about that trail I start thinking about how so many people miss the actual journey because they're trying to get to the destination too fast. Yeah. And they don't get to, they don't get to look at the scenery. They miss like, you know, living in Tucson basically my entire life. I mean, not basically, it's been my entire, it has been my entire life. I hear a lot of people talk about how ugly Tucson is. Tourists or, you know, just random even even natives, they um, native to Tucson. Sometimes I hear how ugly Tucson is and it's because they haven't taken the time for those who are from maybe a greener scene. They haven't taken the time to actually see how green the desert can be, at least the Sonoran Desert. And that's one thing that I absolutely love about Tucson and even Arizona in general is the different terrains, the different, what is the word? It starts with a T, not the different climates, but yeah, even climates. The different scenery. Mm -hmm. How in Tucson it can get pretty brown, but if you're from Tucson, you probably know that we had almost eight inches of rain in just the month of July. And if you take a look around, the plants have the potential to be extremely green here, and really
1: blooming again. It's
0: beautiful.
1: They're going through a second bloom. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's It's beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful.
0: And With the browns, with, I mean, it literally looks like one of those paintings. So if you've never been to Arizona, put that on a bucket list before the climate gets too hot to be here. Because it is gorgeous. And so many people forget how beautiful their surroundings are because they're so busy with the hustle and bustle. And also the negatives and the hardships of life.
1: Well, and I add the lens that you're
0: you're seeing it through.
1: I mean, that's something I mean there are kind of okay, two things that have come to my mind. And maybe I'll I'll go with my second thought first since we're kind of there. But the idea of travel, I mean, it's such a big thing right now, especially, you know, post
0: yeah, COVID. Yeah, coming yeah, or we're not we're still not <laughs> oh, out of COVID, no, but we're not but post twenty twenty. But
1: travel is, you know, sure booming right now. And it has been growing you know especially in this century because of ease of access and globalization and all these things and Instagram I mean being able to scroll through Instagram and see all of these incredible places on your phone everybody wants to travel to see these places mm-hmm. but I would argue that you can be a traveler in your own backyard and um, I'd like to I'd like to maybe even add a I don't know add a thing to that. <laughs> that there is a difference between being a traveler and being a tourist. Mm. And I would say, you know, the tourists are the people who kinda of want to go to see to see it. They want to check it off their bucket list. They want to get the picture. They want to put it on Instagram. The traveler is the person who wants to experience that place. Mm. So I would say I like that look through the eyes of a traveler. Even like in your own backyard. What do you see that's maybe different? I mean one of the practices that I've done I haven't done it for a while. I probably should, but I will go outside and without thinking really write down the first 10 things that I notice. And you'll probably notice things that you notice all the time, but you'll also probably notice things that you don't notice all the time. And it's, you know, it's one of those things like, don't, don't think about what you're looking at. Just notice it and write it down. Um, you know, like, do you notice a flower on a plant do you notice a bird in the sky like just you know immediately notice it write it down it really becomes more about that mindfulness and yeah that that lens that you're seeing it through rather than the expectation of what you want to get from it
0: oh my god i can't even begin to tell you how many times i've gone to a typical a little mini getaway that my husband, daughter, and I go to, or even my husband and I have gone to without our daughter because she wasn't there yet. And there has been some disappointments because I went in with an expectation and it didn't measure up to that expectation. But if you practice mindfulness and kind of going in with, let's just explore this and see what comes of it versus I got to do this, 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 and this, like you're saying, the tourist versus the traveler,
1: the destination versus the journey.
0: Right. You know, it's awesome. I actually, I really like that because that's, that's what I have been practicing in a lot of my personal interactions. And instead of having expectations for like, for instance, my birthday was just recent and I had a, I had a, in the past, I would have expectation, like everybody has to have a good tech, ta- good time. I want to make sure everybody has to have a good time. So I would invite random ass people that weren't close to me. We were friends, but they weren't close to me because I would, I would invite these people to make sure that my my close friends were having like a good time. And sometimes we have different inner circles. So I would invite random people to make sure everybody was having a good time. And it wasn't fun for me because, I mean, I shouldn't say that, it was fun but it wasn't like this recent birthday party or birthday gathering I had where it was probably my favorite because everybody who was there had had a close string that was tied to my heart and the people that showed up didn't seem and maybe it's my perspective that's changed but they didn't seem to have a care in the world about who was there they were just there to enjoy the moment and maybe that's because i was always hyper worried about other people, but I always in the past had an expectation of how things should go, and now I'm stepping back and kind of like stepping back and kind of like, you know what? Let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And that's a diff that that is a huge difference. It's
1: a totally different perspective. Yeah. Well, so I haven't I haven't brought this up to you yet, Natalie. Mm. But I mean, the whole okay. So We're spilling I some should,
0: tea tonight, we huh? Are
1: one of the reasons that we did this thirty day challenge was um, because we wanted to present it to our community, our followers, our our people, you. And after kind of you know doing Epically it failing. or not doing it <laughs> ourselves, um, you know we've kind of gone back and forth about like, okay, do we do a seven day challenge instead? But one of the thoughts I've had, Natalie and listeners, is how would all of you feel about a mindfulness challenge rather than a self care challenge, a mindfulness challenge because guess what you carry your mind with you everywhere, so rather like you were just saying rather than like these things to do, you know kind of approaching it as yeah more more
0: mindfulness,
1: more being present, being mindful than having things to do,
0: yeah, I mean because i mean it it does simplify things in a sense because when we have a list of to-dos like go take a bath go you know like give yourself a, a massage or um like go get a massage like whatever self-care practice it is even if you're doing that people aren't mindful mm-hmm. in that moment
1: well and it can often feel like just another thing to do right, a or chore. a chore yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay well here's something that I want to ask everyone are you i mean we've we've talked about this but i'm i'm now asking are you more about the destination or are you more about the journey? Because that's something I've learned. I mean, kind of with the, with the travelers and with the tourists, that's something I've learned in my life, in my experience, is that people tend to go one of the two ways. And for me, it's very, I mean, again, kind of with the idea of hiking, with the idea of being on a trail, it, it very much applies of are you hiking? Are you on the trail to reach the destination or are you on the trail to be on the trail? And it actually, I mean, if if you pay attention to it, it really is, I think, a core part of your mindset and perspective on life. I actually was at a a trip one time that I think was kind of like the beginning of the end of a friendship. And we had planned this trip. I'm from Colorado. And we've got, you know, a bunch of 14ers there. Their mountains are over 14,000 feet.
0: Oh, it was like 14 or like teens?
1: And uh, my husband and I and our friends, like we love climbing these 14ers. And so um, we had planned this trip to go to um, this town in Colorado. And um, there's a 14er there that's really cool that like, we wanted to do. So to me, the trip was very much a... Let's go here. And if we can climb the 14er, it's kind of a bonus. And what I didn't realize is that the group I was with were of the mentality of we're going
0: to climb that 14er. And that was kind of... Can you like explain? Maybe I kind of had a squirrel moment, mm -hmm. but I kind of got confused with what's the difference between the two. Like what you were experiencing versus them.
1: For me, it wasn't about
0: the expectation of... We're getting climbing to the top.
1: the 14er. Right. Okay. It was about, we're going to go on this trip, and we're going to enjoy it, and what happens will happen. And if okay. we're able okay. to- Okay, I get it. Take another 14er off the list, great. And if it doesn't work out-
0: But they were like, right. they, they were like, like no, we're, we're, we're gonna going to do this regardless. to do this 14er. Okay.
1: That was- that was, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so that was kind of, you know, point number one. And then on the 14er, um, which it was kind of like- we had getting a flat tire and then I feel like it ended up being super stormy. It did. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is like a whole story. But I don't probably need to go into all of it. But yeah, we ended up getting a flat tire and it was stormy. And so to me it was kinda like like guys like maybe it's just not gonna work out this time and and that was kind of I think that turning point because then you know everybody else was like, no, like we're here to do the 14er. Yeah. We're not... What do you mean? Like, who cares? Like, we're doing the 14er. Yeah. And I was like, you know, roll with it. Like, Right. So, um, but anyways, we did end up doing the 14er, which was great. But even still on the trail, it was interesting to me to notice, like, for me, I want to enjoy the trail. Like, what is there to look at? Especially when you're up in the mountains like that. Like, you get incredible views of the the ranges around um you know you might spot wildlife you're gonna spot like all these things and the again the people i was with were just like full steam ahead we're getting to the top like that is the purpose is to get to the top and it's it's it is a totally different Perspective. I mean, this is just, you know, this is a... Oh, yeah, one's, a... One's,
0: one is stressful, and like one can be stressful. Yeah. And the other one is leisurely in the sense of, like, let's just enjoy the let's views. Enjoy let's enjoy this
1: moment. Yeah. And that's something we've talked about, you know, with, like, the future. Like, we're always looking toward the future. And by looking toward the future, do we end up missing it?
0: Oh, yeah, we always miss it. Yeah. Because we're not... Because when... And that's what I was saying, though, that in our last podcast is, not the one that I did by myself, but the one that me and Chloe did, is the future, We A, we don't know what the future is. It's not written. There's potentials. And even if we get to that future moment, we miss it because we're worrying about the next moment. Exactly. And that's, so many people aren't aware of that. I know I wasn't for many years until I actually... Um, who was it that said that? It was either... Deepak Chopra, Sadhguru or or Eckhart Tolle, one of those that said that and it hit me like a ton of bricks and then through my channelings that was coming up so many times for people that, you know, slow down, enjoy the scenery, get a rose, smell it, like look at the flowers, pay attention to your surroundings, mm-hmm. who cares about what's coming mm-hmm. because it's still, even if it's in your head, of what it's going to look like it's still not going to look like that even if a psychic tells you Yeah,
1: well and it doesn't just change the moment it changes everything it changes the way that you um challenges in life it changes the way that you view triumphs in life it changes the way that you view your relationships it changes the way you view um, where you live and where you travel and um where you work i mean it changes the way that you view everything and um, yeah, it just, it changes, it changes
0: everything. So where I want to go now is, yeah. what did you find as far as like the days that you were a part of the challenge? Mm-hmm. What were the days that stood out to you and why?
1: Honestly, I don't know that there were any particular days that stood out to me, but I, I did notice, which I mean, it, okay, to me, it became more about the mindfulness of it. And uh, I think probably on a level it became more about the mindfulness because I knew that we would be doing this podcast talking about it. So I was trying to pay attention to, mm. you know, the practices and myself in the practices. But it was more like like one of the one of the questions, we kinda did two parts. It was like a a self care thing, you know, it was stuff like go for a walk, take a bath, stuff like that. And then there was a a journaling side of like, what are three things that you like about yourself and why? And so one of the things I noticed, I think it was, I think it was that, maybe what are three things that you like about your body? I think that's what it was. And um, I noticed that it wasn't hard for me to think of three things I like, but it was weird to actually write them down, so I was like stuff like that that I was that I was noticing of, um, not just can I find three things that I like about my body, or not, but it was that kind of how did doing that practice make me feel?
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. That's really interesting, and it's funny that you brought that one up because that was the one that, in a sense, stood out to me. Oh, really? Yeah, because you know i've i've been i've i've done these practices multiple times you know and have gotten to a point of being comfortable with finding things i like about myself the interesting thing was is i didn't realize that i wasn't looking at the whole i was looking at the parts so when i was like i like this and i like that and i like this but i don't like that or like i don't yeah i don't So, I'll just give you the things that I was, like, fond of. Okay. So, I was, like, I like my eyes, and I said I liked my, I think I said I like my teeth or something like that, and then, and I said I don't like my legs, but I like my shape, the shape of my legs. Mm -hmm. So, I was kind of doing that, like, going inward and then going outward Mm -hmm. point of view, and that was new to me. Because I was like, oh, so I like me as a whole, but I don't, if I, if I take a microscope and I like go inward, there are certain things I want improvement on or certain things, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was a really interesting one that, it's funny that you brought that one up because that was the one that I still remember. I was like, this is weird. I don't think I've looked at myself as a whole. I've always looked at myself as in the microscope, you know, kind of like how society looks at us is through a microscope, you know, and I'm like, oh, I don't like that, you know, because if, if you, if you're, if you don't have a great vision, you wouldn't see my flaws in my legs (laughs) or, you know what I mean? Or like, I'm not like, I don't know. And, And a good friend of mine always is like, you have great legs. You, they're, they're such a great shape. And I'm like, Oh my god! But look at this. This and they're like, "Oh my god! Shut up, Natalie! Shut up!"
1: Well, because you don't notice. I mean, you live with your body, right, too. Right. Right. And so the things that you've noticed, you know, over the years that you've spent with your body, right. Most people aren't gonna notice.
0: Yeah. And the ones that are really looking at you through a lens, right? A certain lens, a close-up lens. Uh, everything that I've I've learned throughout the years. It's their, it, it's only, it, it really is just their projections onto you. Yeah. And so that's, that's the yeah. other shift, right? So we have to shift from the, the microscopic lens of society to what is actually really important for you. And, well, go ahead.
1: No, I just love the um, full circle, you know, of like. How exactly what you're talking about is exactly what you've been talking about. It's that are you a tourist, are you a traveler? Oh, are yeah. you here for the destination, or are you here for the journey? I mean, it's that exact same concept. Concept.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. How yeah.
1: are you viewing things?
0: Right. Anything. Right. Where you are,
1: yourself, the are, people around you. Yeah.
0: Are you looking at yourself through society's eyes, or are you looking at yourself through your own?
1: Mm-hmm. And are you taking the time to, to slow down? I mean, I love to people watch. Oh, I know. that's my favorite creepy way. Right. Or in a microscopic way, you know, like you're talking about. But just just the observation. Yes. I was just saying that the
0: observation of it. That's why I love going to Vegas. I don't like going to Vegas to gamble because I don't got money to gamble. Yeah, no, no. But honestly, if I could say right now, where would you want to go? It's not Vegas. But, like, if I want to go people watch. That's the first place I think of is, I want to just go sit on the boardwalk or whatever and just watch people. Mm. I love observing. It's Yeah, it is. It is. Well, it's
1: actually uh, one of the limbs of yoga, too. Um, I've I've talked about the eight limbs of yoga. It's not just the postures. Um, And one of the limbs is all about focusing on an object and really noticing and being aware of that object. And you can do that I mean like artists you know if you're if you're like an artsy person that'll be like super easy for you you know like look at something and paint it or draw it or whatever and you notice all of these little details that you don't necessarily notice just by glancing and one of one of my favorite things is to go out in nature if you've got any kind of nature around you go out in nature sit and watch like I used to yeah i mean i love hiking like i said i'm from colorado i love hiking um and one of my favorite things is to find a waterfall and just sit and watch the waterfall and i can literally yeah. watch waterfalls yeah. for hours because it's insane to like actually watch notice it. Yeah. the way that the water moves
0: that and even just how the spray creates a rainbow depending yeah. on the angle of the sun and
1: well, and that's Just the that's the thing. The more you, the more you uh, observe, observe, the more you notice. Right.
0: Yeah. It's it really is cool, and but you we have to practice that ability to become the witness, to become the observer of mm-hmm. our lives, and that is a challenging shift for a lot of people. I know it's once it comes, though, you know, internal growth or you know self development, however we want to phrase it starts coming faster Mm -hmm. because you start to enjoy your journey more versus this, you know, hustle and bustle, mundane, everyday crap. It's a really interesting shift. So that's one thing. I I guess if you want to start a challenge for yourself is how can you be observant throughout your day instead of identifying in it and saying kind of like, you know, interjecting or is that the right word, interject? Why I'm having a brain fart. I have a lot of brain farts. So, like, I
1: think I think it works. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, there's been moments where I have forgotten to spell the word of. And I was like, is it O-V-E? Do you ever get those moments where, like, like I'll do it like with my own name sometimes. Like, Chloe.
1: That's such a weird fucking name. Like, Chloe.
0: <laughs>
1: and I'll, like, say it over and over in my head because it just sounds so weird. Yeah. Me. Does that ever happen to you? It happens to me
0: with words. And that's yeah. why, like, if you say it too many times, especially with the, having a two-year-old, you have to repeat yourself oh, over yeah. and over again. And, yeah, if you say the the same word so many times, and that, I think that's even in how I met your mother how they mess mess around with that stuff, but oh yeah, it's like' it's, yeah, one time I was there like, "How do you spell uh, how, and I even forgot how to spell the once,' hmm. I'm like, oh my god
1: like,
0: t h a i don't like a- <laughs> I don't even know i think it, i know I think I spelled it um t h u g h I think that's oh. how I spelled it, okay. <laughs>
1: Because I mean, honestly, though, English language is crap. That would work. It would. Yeah.
0: It would. But anyways, yeah. Tangent. Regardless, though, you know, getting back to what we were talking about, just practice in any moment. It doesn't have to be. Uh, it doesn't have to be all day an all day event. Like maybe you're going into a situation like a work meeting, whether it's Zoom or whether it's in person or whatnot, but. Go in and with the idea of like you know what I am gonna observe, maybe even how you respond to people's conversation. You know how your body reacts. You know like let, notice the journey your body is taking you on.
1: Well, and then with that, like if you notice yourself starting to like disconnect from the moment, like if you start to notice that you are getting agitated or stressed or like, thinking of the future, nervous or anxious or anything that is kind of disconnecting you from the moment just notice your breath just bring your mind to your breath don't try to change it don't try to like, just notice your breath and it it will especially like as you practice that, bring you back into your body, into the moment into the present breath is really cool I mean, I think I've, I've talked about maybe not like here in our podcast but like I'm, with my personal you know business and stuff i freaking love the breath like it it is just incredible like before you can do with your breath no like you can like get high off your breath no you
0: can i've done it
1: hack your vagus nerve yep with your breath yep you can like i mean you you can just yeah
0: yeah i've done it i've done it (laughs) and it's it's really interesting i mean there there are literal um practitioners that are called it's not like like vegans and vegetarians but they're i think they're called breatharians or something like that breathians or something like that and they only survive off of breath I know that's out um, there. That's out there. out there, and it might be out there for our... I will
1: pass hard. Pass as much as I think the breath is amazing. I think food is pretty freaking amazing too. Yeah, so. <laughs> it is. It's a part
0: of this experience, right? It is. It is. Um, and I know some people are going to be like, "What in the hell?" I just if you heard that like snap pop or whatever that was my neck. <laughs> Did you hear that? No. No. Oh god, it was loud. Yeah, if so. you're if you're in if you're in my world as far as like all the woo and all of the out of this world type of thinking you can look that up but in any case the breath is pretty awesome
1: yeah yeah well if uh if you haven't done any breath practices before we do have some posted on our tiktok and instagram and uh different places so you can like get a couple a couple uh quick practices there but that's something incredible about the breath too and like the mind like i said like.
0: You take oh. your mind with you
1: everywhere. You take your breath with you everywhere.
0: It came to me. What okay. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys are meditators, and if you have any knowledge of the chakras, but you can practice treating your chakras as the as a lung. And what I I've practiced many times is my heart as a lung. I treat everything if I want to really get into a moment, too, of like, breath work. I envision the the ocean as a big lung, and I sync up my rhythm to the ocean, my breath rhythm. I do the same thing with the heart, where I envision it as a lung. And I believe there has been studies on that about how the heart actually is a bigger brain Than your brain and how the heart actually gives you more gives the brain more information than the brain gives the heart and gives the body the the energetic field of the heart is bigger than the stomach and the brain so I can't remember I know it's a study here in the US but I can't remember who did it but it's a really interesting one so if you want to practice a different type of meditation practice Think of your organs as lungs and notice what happens with that. It's a really cool practice.
1: Thank you for sharing that practice. You're welcome. We're like throwing all the practices at you guys today. All the right? breath practices. And
0: and then some. Yeah. Yeah. The mindfulness. There's been, yeah. Quite a few. There's been quite a few. There's been quite so, a few. So
1: then I guess you know, you guys can let us know if a mindfulness challenge is something that you'd be interested in or we'll just keep throwing these practices at you and you can do with it what you will.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, because that, that's the bottom line is we're all unique individuals and even though so many people sync up with one practice, you're going to do it differently. Mm-hmm. I, I know so many different times I have gone to um, meditation circles and like intuitive circles and they start off with a meditation and my mind just goes in a completely different direction of how to do what they're actually saying, but in my own way. So that's thats one thing too is you don't have to follow what is written in a book or what is written or what is said on a YouTube channel or, you know, whatever. It's it's good to practice it. It's good to experience what they've done. But if you're anything like me, who's a little squirrely, sometimes the thought or the, the vision comes to me to go a different path. Follow that and see what comes with that. You know, mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's it's really easy for us to feel like we're not good enough or we're not doing enough or we're not focused enough or whatnot. But you gotta work with what you have. Mm-hmm. And again, I've I've said it, you know, for those who have a squirrely mind, you gotta follow that too, kind of what's what's coming up for you.
1: Yeah. Well you look at like our school system, like our public school system, it's set up in a very specific way that
0: doesn't really? fit everybody.
1: Well and honestly, <laughs> I feel like I've heard it doesn't fit most people. Mm. Um, so to have that kind of structure that is again becomes an expectation yeah. you know that you you are expected to learn the way that we're teaching. Um, you're expected to fit into this box that's been created. And rather than beating yourself up for not fitting into that box, Notice, you know, notice what, yeah, what it does do to you, what it does bring up in you. And, yeah, like Natalie said, like, learn to use what you have.
0: And that's why I, I, I favor Montessori or Waldorf, mm-hmm. you know. They really,
1: not that my daughter's there
0: yet, because she's not young enough, but that's where I really wanted to put her in, because... you heard of basis? I have, and I think we have a basis school here. It started here. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. And it's
1: now international. Awesome. But they are the the highest performing students in the world. I mean okay. up there. They're up there at least. Um, well, well, you and I
0: are gonna have to talk and
1: we are. You're- well, but their approach is much more about the experience. It's not so much about like, you know, having to perform well on standardized tests. It's yes. about it's about the experience of it. Well, and even their teachers are like at one point I was like way into like education and our education system, that's why I know all this, but um, their, their teachers even are experts in their field, often have masters and doctorates, and I, I know at one point, as an example, there was an English teacher who I think was like a, an expert in the Dostoevsky brothers, and so she just, you know, she was able to structure her curriculum as she kind of saw it. And she was able to bring in her own expertise to present, you know, English to her students in a way that was just, yeah, again, more of that experience than, like, you have to memorize this and know this. And, I mean, every study has shown that rote memorization doesn't work.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. And you know, that's a real thing. And that's why I brought it up because when I was listening to a Sadhguru, uh video, That's one thing he talked about and it was, it really hit, hit me to my core because I was like, oh my God, this is how I want my daughter to experience the education system is I'm not going to, and my husband might feel differently, but he said, I, I, because he wasn't a great student and didn't like measure up to what they, like all these testings and everything, he didn't want his daughter to go through that. So he told it like his teachers would bring it to him saying that your daughter is at this like grade grade. And he's like, is it passing? And they're like, well, yeah, technically. And he's like, okay, I don't want her to worry about grades. Mm. I want her to experience it and experience school. I'm not going to, if she's passing, that's all I care about. And that's kind of how I feel like as long as she's in the moment and she's having fun and enjoying. Yes. Of course there is some value to making sure that they're doing their homework and getting educated but how much pressure do we have to put on that
1: to put such a high value on the grades and that's something that i've actually been thinking about lately with work is um you know it's that same thing though of like we go from being in school and having these expectations of grades and what we can memorize to going into the workforce and having expectations of again, meeting certain standards in the workforce and um, not even necessarily with particular jobs, but with maybe the type of job. And I don't know about you, Natalie, but I, I have for sure felt a lot of, oh, what's the word? Like people don't take me as seriously because I work for myself. Like I've had people who, you know, make comments like, Oh, you don't. You don't have to go to work. You just. Uh, you can just sit at home all day. You just watch TV all day. You just. I've been getting like, that lately, actually. You have, yeah. And I was like, no, that's that's not at all the case. Accurate. Yeah. Um. I mean, there are times when I'll have the TV on in the background, but I don't sit around watching TV all day. And
0: I have witnessed her. She can sit down and like focus on the computer for so long, and I'm like, how in the it's hell hard she do it?
1: It's hard. But, I mean, there's stuff like that, um, you know, or how much money you're making, or, um, you know, what is your benefits package look like? I mean, there are all of these kinds of things that I, I, I think are given too much value in who we are as people. Yeah, our, our grades and our work should not be... Um, such a, such a big piece of defining who we are. Oh, I
0: agree. And I I actually see that shifting already. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, it's funny. I've, I've done a few readings for people. I think it was sometimes, sometime last year. And for those of you that are my clients listening, maybe you can like send me a message and say, that was me. You talked about, (laughs) but I remember seeing so many clients in a row and even in my hypnotist, uh, hypnosis practice, it was the person needed to focus on how they want to feel, how they want to be, and how they want to experience a sort a way of income versus what you qualify as because workers or not workers but companies or business owners they're gonna be shifting into seeing your strengths versus your qualifications and 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 seeing that. In your strengths could be that you you stay at a job for a long time so you have loyalty, you know type of thing, and maybe it's it, maybe I'm wording it wrong, but I remember seeing it as they're not gonna necessarily look at your resume and see oh well, this person does, and i'm I haven't done a resume in so long, so forgive <sighs> me that they can use Excel and they can use <sighs> you know Microsoft Word or whatever um but They're not going to necessarily be looking at like, of course, that's a bonus, but they're going to see what your interests are. Like what, who, who is this character that's coming to us? You know, what are they interested in? What lights their fire? Because they want to see how you, like what your personality is like Mm -hmm. versus what you've strived for.
1: Well, and I've seen that. A friend recently applied a job and he went in for an interview And like you're saying, I mean, he didn't necessarily have all the qualifications, but where, where he was applying, um, you know, they told him like, you know, we're not really interested in, uh, you having all the qualifications because we can teach you.
0: Exactly. We're
1: interested in who you are.
0: Exactly. And I try to tell a lot of people, my husband, so if you hear this, Paolo, I'm speaking right at you, (laughs) you know, like. This is something that you have to be aware of because th- there is a shift happening because they don't, they don't want, they, they okay, I'm backing up. I'm going to cut that part out. This is what I'm talking about as far as when you, when you are thinking like, okay, I'm not happy in my position. That doesn't mean that that, like, if you start wondering what your purpose Again, we'll talk about that maybe another time, but your job is not your purpose. And so you want to start thinking about what do I want in a job? What is going to fulfill me through like, and, and also give me income. And that's why you have to start like, okay, well, if I'm going to, like some people, I know some people who have done the self-employment thing and they're like, the hell with that.
1: It's hard. It's a lot of work to do. It's
0: hard to do. And so they're like, I'm done with that. One of my former colleagues, that was the first thing she told me is, "You know what? I've done self employment hypnotherapy um sulfuring tech- technique stuff that was awesome, but it was such a hustle that I'm happy to work for somebody, but this is how it's gonna be, and I want to see myself in and however it was and the funny thing is, I had a client that um was having a struggle with that also I was like, i have all I went to school for this, this, and this, but I don't even like it." And I can't find a job with this stuff. And even if I'm in that job with the same thing, it's not fun. So, so we went through the process of, okay, so how do you want to feel? How do you want to see? How do you want to be? How do you want to be respected? Or maybe not respected, but seen from your colleagues or your bosses or whatever. Go through the whole picture. She did that. And then in a few short months, she actually applied to a random job. And it was exactly what she saw in her head, but it wasn't what she thought it was type of thing if that makes mm-hmm. sense cuz she thought it was going to it was going to be something along the lines of her degree but it had nothing to do with her degree it had to do with everything that she wanted to feel, see, mm-hmm. be seen as all of these things and she is so happy with it.
1: Well, and that's like sometimes we have to just think outside the box a little bit. I mean, again, with the same like society has kind of created this certain structure of expectation, but like like Natalie and I were just talking. I mean, yes, I am self-employed. It doesn't mean that I always make enough money to pay the bills. <laughs> so, I have some side gigs, and one of them is Rover. If you're unfamiliar, it's a pet care website, and there like we're living especially now in this day and age with the um technology that's available with the internet, with smartphones, like there are so Many options out there to make money, and it doesn't have to be. I mean, not that making money, you know, is the end all be all, but we do have bills to pay, and there are so many options out there.
0: Yeah, like okay, Uber everyone, Eats,
1: everyone, Uber, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we we're talking about Instacart um, voiceovers, voiceover you know, work. narrating audible books. There, yeah, there are just so many, so many options that you should never feel like you're stuck because that's what's expected
0: so let's bring but it like, full did circle I word
1: that well did i say you, it? yeah you did well, i was trying to say I'm yeah
0: right. i'm just i i, I went into a, like a natalie thought and i was like so how did we go from your journey through the forest to jobs
1: <laughs>
0: it's just interesting how the the conversation took us in that direction but at the end of the day it's still what is your destination is yeah. your destination to make money, or is your destination to be happy?
1: And are you aware of the journey? Yeah. Are you Are you letting the journey teach you?
0: Right. Yeah. So just be aware of your. Again, just be aware of what you're putting out there, what your thoughts are. Yeah. And for those of you again who are very familiar with the woo woo, you would also suggest, or you would you would think of. Well, what am I creating? What am I manifesting? And it all comes back to what are your thoughts? What are you focusing on? Are you focusing on how unhappy you are? Because that's what you're gonna create. What is your journey? What is the what is the journey that you want to create? So be aware and be mindful. Mm-hmm. And we'll come back with we'll come back to an idea of like maybe creating a quasi-structured mindfulness practice. And maybe not for 30 days, but mm-hmm. we'll figure something out that yeah. can help us really just help each other be happier in life and be more you know at peace with how things are as you can see on the news things are getting kind of cray so we gotta we gotta get back into our body and kind of figure out how can we control what we have control over yeah
1: i would challenge you to um notice the journey yeah be aware of the journey and um
0: yeah we'll have more coming at you write that on your mirror
1: yeah
0: every day that's your affirmation notice the journey All right, guys. All right. Tata. See you you next time.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Purusha Podcast, a Perusha Project production. If you like what you've heard and want to know more, check us out on Instagram at the Perusha Project. Perusha spelled P-U-R-U-S-A at the Perusha Project, or on Facebook at The Purusha Project. You can find our website at the link in bio, on Instagram or Facebook, or at the link in the episode notes.
0: And if you want to stay up to date on happenings or get more content straight into your inbox, sign up for our email newsletter on our website or at the link in the episode notes. And you can join our conversation by sending us your questions or let us know your thoughts on the episode by emailing us at thepurushaproject at gmail.com. Or head over to the Purusha Project Facebook group. The Purusha podcast is created by Natalie Palomares and Chloe D'Ascoli. With music by Pablo Station. If you like his sound, you can check him out at his Instagram, underscore Pablo dot station, or by clicking the link in the episode notes. Thanks again for listening in. Until next time.